Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello and welcome to Engage for Success Radio and show number 369 in our weekly series. Engage for Success is a not-for-profit movement and the UK's leading voice on the topic of employee engagement. We're raising awareness and running events through our area networks around the country and our topic and sector-specific thought and action groups, developing research, publishing case studies, and shining a light on great practice. Visit us at engageforsuccess.org to learn more and sign up for our weekly newsletter. And I'm Jo Moffat. I'm one of the regular hosts and MD and founder of Woodread. Woodread's a specialist advertising agency, uh, specialist in that we apply the insights, the creativity, and the approach of the external marketing and advertising world in order to create high-performing and engaged cultures inside organizations. Uh, and I'm very pleased to have as our guest to explore today's topic, Harry Morton, who is founder of Lower Street. Um, and today's topic is going to be, how do we create engagement through internal podcasts? Why are they so great? And I have to say, I'm a, I'm a big fan myself. Um, and, and how can we utilize that as a channel to create engagement with our people? Um, so welcome to the show, Harry. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's, it's a pleasure. So, um, yeah, this is a subject that's very close to my heart. Um, and I, it's an inter- the whole story of podcasts is an interesting one in recent years, isn't it? But mm. we can kind of touch on that in a little while. But um, tell us, first of all, a little bit about yourself and Lower Street, please, if you would. Of course, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm the, the founder of Lower Street. We're a small podcasting company based here in the UK, although our team is fully distributed and uh, kind of yeah based all over the world, really. And we serve clients here in the UK and, and overseas, um, really focused on this one thing of creating podcasts. And we do that through mm-hmm. external podcasts, so public facing podcasts for, for, for branding and marketing purposes, and, and then also internal communications as well to help kind of teams stay connected and productive and sane um, while, yeah. uh, while in this sort of, you know, lockdown environment we find ourselves in. Well, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but and then they are a, a really valuable tool. I've always felt they've been a really valuable tool to engage um, workers who are not necessarily office-based, you know, particularly sort of yeah. sales teams or, or people who are mobile and needing to be out and about. Um, you know, the old idea back in the day, goodness me, back in the day, we used to create CDs and send them out to right. the sales yeah. teams, you know, and they could mm. put them in their put them in their players or even before that actually I have to say cassettes uh, so that is no really totally I very a good friend of mine who, who runs a company in Australia doing podcasts there he's you know they their, their company has has literally developed over the years and in, in the 80s and 90s they were making cassette tapes and then through to CDs and now podcasts and um oh, it's, uh, it's, it's really it's really interesting and uh yeah so I think it's a medium um, that's yeah. been around for a long time but I think just starting to get a bit more sort of um attention I suppose Yes, I mean, certainly coming into its own anyway, but particularly given, you know, the, the, the current uh, pandemic situation that we're finding ourselves in. So and what about you, Harry? What's your background? Yeah, so I've, I've been working in audio for, um, well, my, you know, very long time, I suppose. I, uh, I did um, music and audio at university and then I went to, to work mm-hmm. in audio post-production in a, a studio in London for a couple of years. 
mm-hmm. and then strangely through various turns of events ended up working in in um, sales and marketing roles actually for some larger organizations and and kind of was um yeah spent a long long time in the sort of corporate world and it wasn't until about sort of four or five years ago that i decided to to stop that and and start this this company and, and really sort of marry those two skill sets i suppose that i developed in audio and then in the understanding of, of sales and marketing in 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 the sort of corporate world um mm. and so have have turned to to create lower street and lower street really is you know we're a podcasting company as i mentioned but we really only focus on producing podcasts for companies um so that's mm-hmm. yeah that's really what we're all about is that sort of uh, meeting oh, point right. those those okay. two bits of my my background i suppose okay so they're always it will always be for corporate uh exactly yeah clients. and i think not, not and so i think that's just an individual exactly and i think that's um mm you know an an important distinction because they're two very different products really i think you know when we're talking about just sort of content creation if we want to be the next joe rogan or or whatever um then that's a very different sort of uh a very different podcast to something that a brand might produce and so we sort of really want to specialize in that i suppose absolutely because i guess yes and we'll we'll come on to some of that in, in a minute because obviously there are quite significant differences in lots of in lots of ways but i noticed in your bio you talk about storytelling um Mm. and you know that's the power of audio storytelling um it's very powerful isn't it i mean we all we all engage with stories but there's something there's something rather special i mean the whole there's been not only has there been a huge research or resurgence but growth in podcasts but there's huge growth in audio books as well in terms of absolutely listening to stories and I wonder if there's any, why do you think that is? Is, is? is it something that's hardwired in us as humans? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting one. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, hugely a fan of audio and I love, I, I love it. I think there's something about just using your ears um, that, that, that makes the, the medium much more engaging. You're sort of, um, it, it makes it firstly what it does, particularly with podcasting, especially now that we, you know, we're listening to podcasts through our smartphones. We're, we're listening through headphones. Typically, um, it's a very intimate medium in mm. that sense because you're, you've got a very close one-to-one sort of connection with the person that you're listening to. It's not typically something that we listen to mm. in a group of people, although that is changing, um, particularly because of lockdown, where we're sort of sharing spaces with our families and and and, and friends and so on. Um, so shared listening is more of a thing, but it does tend to be quite intimate. Um, and I think it's also mm-hmm. one of the reasons we're seeing it rise at the moment as well is just that it's it's such a um, it, you, you you can be doing other things while you're listening to podcasting. You can be driving, you could be at the gym, you can be cooking, you could be walking the dog. Um, and so I think what it means is that you know podcasting is something that we can fit into our day much easier than we could have potentially watched a half hour video on YouTube or read an article because uh, it's obviously very mm-hmm. hard to read an article while you're driving a car. So I think that like yeah. these are yeah. some of the reasons potentially that that um, that podcasting has sort of been adopted so quickly and so broadly, uh, and I think you know yeah. I think that intimacy is something to do with why those sort of stories tend to um, communicate so well and so powerfully. It's, it's just there's there's something about the kind of raw intimacy of sharing an earbud with with somebody that um, that seems to connect with us very yeah. well. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, people talk about a picture. A picture tells a thousand. You know, picture picture paints a thousand words. You know, people mm. say that, of course, and it is true. Uh, and you know, yeah. imagery is incredibly powerful, and of course, video is really powerful. But there is 
podcasts and audio does does find it has a niche, doesn't it? And it finds its way through the cracks. <laughs> it does. It does. And I, I mean, I can certainly speaking for myself. I think when I'm listening to something, I'm using my imagination a lot more as well. You know, I think when you're mm. watching a video, you're mm. listening to the audio, you're watching the visuals, and you, really all your set. We you know not all your senses, but more of your senses are sort of engaged in just consuming. But I think it's an audio. You can sort of be using your hands. You can be writing notes. You can. Uh, be sort of imagining the scene that a story is taking place in and I think that just makes something inherently more mm. engaging or at least to me I'm not sure if that's the case for everybody yeah well 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 no I mean I would I, I think you I think you're right and it's the classic thing of when you when you read a book you you kind of see the story playing out in your mind don't you you mm. you, you know you you can visualize it if it's a good one that is and, and exactly. I think that's the same, the same with radio you do you do sort of create these little pictures for yourself of what of what you're hearing and uh, and, and i think you know obviously we'll, we'll come on to talk about how do corporates how do brands tell mm. their stories in a way that can help their listeners do that um i'm, I'm sure in a, in a minute but of course at engage for success you know we don't need to be persuaded of the power of audio we've been doing this radio Quite right. show we're now in our yeah we're now in our 369 year, episodes you know. incredible 369 and uh, you know we call it a radio show and and it, it, it's a radio show slash podcast because you know people can listen to it uh, live um, and that's the kind of the radio way I suppose but it can also be the way we deliver it the platform we deliver it through you've got all the podcast technology as well so you can download it and listen to it in your car or when you're walking the dog exactly you don't right. have wi-fi uh, or, or high quality for uh, uh, um, 4G to be able to do, or even 5G if anyone's left any masks. Well, um, so, so yeah, it's all, all good stuff. So let, let's just talk about it, podcast then, because I think some years ago there, there, there was a bit of a full storm, wasn't there? There was this sense podcasts were the new big thing. They were the new shiny mm. toy, and they didn't really gain the traction necessarily back then that they perhaps were kind of claimed that they would. And I'm thinking that was probably because we didn't really have the reliable enough, sufficiently extensive enough broadband to help us to do that. But of course, that's changed. And of course, we all had data contracts that limited the amount that we could, you know, the amount of big files that we could that we could access and all of that. But I mean, in recent years, right. that's all just gone away, hasn't it? And they've just gone ballistic, I would say. Would, would you? Yeah, absolutely, I would say that. And what I would say is that I think quietly podcasting has been sort of growing pretty consistently all the while um i just think that they sort of they, they had a, mm-hmm. a surge of sort of um exposure in the media for for some time and then that sort of quietened down so externally it might have seen seemed like it sort of didn't live up to the to the hype but actually all the while it was continuing to grow in the background and i think it's just been a case of adoption has just slowly mm-hmm. been been growing uh, and now we're seeing in the okay. last kind of 12 to 18 months just the amount of money pouring into it I think you know the world is starting to take podcasting a lot more seriously so it feels definitely that that podcasting has matured somewhat and and from our perspective or from Mm -hmm. you know from the perspective of an internal comms person or or any kind of comms person I think we're now at the point where really everybody or at least the uh, the large majority of our workforce really understands what a podcast is and how to consume a podcast Um, so there's less of that education that needs to go on now so I think that we can Got just you. sort of yeah. create this content and just and understand that people will be able to kind of find it and consume it. So I think that's been a big, a big part of why perhaps brands haven't been using mm. it as much as they could have done in the past. Hello, are you there? I am. Harry, can you I've hear lost me? you. 
Oh dear. Oh yes, you're back. Yes, I lost no, you. Sorry. I lost you briefly for a minute there, but <laughs> okay. never mind. You're back. Um, that's fine. Uh, Joy, we're just you know bemoaning the joys of Wi-Fi, eh? That's well. Uh, there you go. Tell me about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> the irony so, of a um, podcast okay. producer not being able to get his podcast equipment working is uh, is, is not lost on yeah, me. Yeah, that is. No, indeed. No, indeed. Absolutely. Well, let's hope that was the first and last time in the course of this, uh, this particular one. So, um, yeah. so, 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 right. Okay. So I've got slightly the slightly the wrong perspective then if I've sort of thought it kind of went off with a huge bang and then it sort of fizzles away a little bit and now it's come back again. It's It's been steadily growing in your view and that's interesting to understand. Um, yeah. And and your your focus and experience is working with corporates and, and brands, mm. whether it be external or internal. Um, how, how do they differ? I mean, apart from the obvious in terms of the audience, is there a different sure. approach that you should adopt? Uh, I think ultimately engaging interesting content is engaging interesting content i think that um you know in that sense there's not a huge amount of difference because you know our employees are all humans they're all audience members themselves and so you know we want to make something that's, that's as good for them as we as we would do for something externally um i think yeah. just the content types that we want to put out internally versus externally is obviously different you know we're probably not going to share our sort of ceo with company updates with the with the wider world um uh, and, and also, I think we just have to think about the different use cases. So from an external point of view, you know, this is a piece of branding work, this piece of marketing for our company. And so we want to, you know, reach as broad an audience as possible. We want to uh, really, you know, we, the, the goals of a podcast might be different. They might want to sort of display thought leadership or, um, you know, build their authority in a, in a particular industry. Uh, they might literally mm-hmm. just want to grow an audience to promote products and services that they have. It, it could be any m- number of sort of um, goals there and on the internal side you know the goals are, are often around uh, engagement and around you know um, you know there are use cases like company updates of course and, and town halls um, but also mm-hmm. you know training and, and other kinds of things and then also interestingly that's something I'm really interested in at the moment is kind of in, in onboarding new employees with um, you know getting them up to speed with company culture especially when we're working in a sort of remote environment that can be really hard to communicate so I think there's just all sorts mm-hmm. of really interesting use cases for podcasting internally that you obviously wouldn't use in an external uh, way in terms of, yeah, but, but to answer mm. your question, in terms of what the difference is in terms of the audio itself and the show that you, that you create, I don't think there necessarily has to be much of a difference at all, actually, because I think quite often when we're talking about internal content, we're just trying to make something that's got the information you need in it and can quite often be quite dry. Um, but mm. podcasting allows you to actually be way more human and interesting and real. Uh, and, and so I think actually we should treat our internal podcasting content or indeed any content we create, um, you know, in the same way that we might treat our external content, because at the end of the day, our team are human beings that want to enjoy the stuff that they're consuming. So, um, yeah. Yes. Do you know, Harry, that is music to my ears. I have, I've been banging on for years and years and years about how important it is to treat your employees like you treat your customers. And right. that means applying the same quality and rigor and mm. audience insight and realizing that they are, people are human beings and the things that they, the filters and the triggers that engage them as consumers do not exactly. get left on the, the on the threshold of the workplace, whether that workplace is a physical building they go to or whether they've maybe just wandered down the corridor to their bedroom or 
put their laptop on on the kitchen table. I think, you know, that we are all humans. We engage with things in, in, in exactly the same way, whether we're in, in inside work or outside work. And, uh, Absolutely right. And so often... So often employees, in my view, have been the poor relation in all of this. You know, they get the they get the photocopied A4 sheet stuck up on a on a corkboard. <laughs> that's a, right. A, you know, and and that's internal comms. Well, no, it isn't. It's interesting. You should talk about podcasts for one of the use cases being podcasts for onboarding because um, I was hosting the employee engagement summit last week. Um, well, it was a three day event. And I did a couple of days of it. And sure. one of the speakers we had on, I wish I could remember who it was off the top of my head now, but they were talking, I think it might've been, I think it might've been hello fresh actually, I think okay. I may be corrected on that. And they were talking about how they, the sorts of things they were doing to try and, um, enhance the onboarding process, particularly during the current COVID situation where people are joining the organization and may not meet their colleagues for, you know, weeks. Um, right, exactly. And they were talking about a podcast, a specific podcast for new starters. I, I'm fairly sure it was them, but I'm sure, sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong. But it's interesting, isn't it? Now, and, then, and I think the other point you were making about podcasts for a human uh, and authentic because it is we've seen one of the one of the big trends we've seen over the whole COVID thing in the last sort of eight months has been that mm. senior leaders come out from behind their uh, right, behind yeah. the sort of screens of town halls they've come out from behind the rigidly scripted presentations and they have started to engage in a much more authentic and human way on a, perhaps on a smaller scale and in a, in a more open manner um, and, yeah. if, and what you're describing here with podcasts clearly allows them to do that but I wonder whether you mentioned that there isn't so much of the selling job to do now with audiences because we all kind of understand what a podcast is and, and, and what we mean by that. But is it a difficult thing to win over senior leaders to this? Do, are there, is there a reticence? Do they see it as a little bit flippant or has the last eight months made your job easier? Lots of, yeah, questions. So Lots of questions all in absolutely. one go there. I appreciate it. So yeah, the, the first one to answer is, uh, you know, definitely, you know, teams are increasingly looking for uh, remote friendly mediums that they can, you know, communicate with their teams in an asynchronous way uh, that's mm-hmm. engaging. So so certainly it has made it easier over the last few months. I think that a lot of kind of C-suite execs, um, you know, they're busy. They've been working, you know, they, they, they typically are sort of uh, on the slightly older end of the sort of spectrum of the workforce and so potentially aren't engaged podcast listeners themselves and so aren't immediately mm-hmm. kind of sold on the, on the idea. So, yes, I think mm-hmm. it has been um, something that hasn't been as broadly adopted as quickly as we might expect uh, or, or might hope, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that slowly people are coming round to that, and I think that uh, that yeah, COVID has, has only kind of um, sped that process up. I, I want to just very quickly come back to the point that you mentioned earlier about um, you know the engagement around podcasts and um, and and how we should treat our audiences as humans and make really interesting stuff. I think the other thing is because it's very easy to think about creating content internally. Um, you quite uh, cynically you know we just we just need to get this information mm. out in as kind of as efficient and cheap a way as possible quite frankly um mm. but you know the the consequence of that can be that people just don't really pay much attention to the a4 sheet that's posted up above their their desk um yeah. whereas you know when we make really engaging podcast content and we can talk about you know that and it doesn't necessarily have to be specifically about podcasting it's just great content right 
is um, mm-hmm. is people pay Absolutely. attention yeah. and they listen to the whole thing and they 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 look forward to the episode as, as what we've seen with some of the companies we look work with. So yeah. I think that's one of the yeah. other things, and I think that that's the sort of job we have to do is is go to our C suite and say, look, you know, um, people actually want this kind of content. They're not just begrudgingly reading it because they have to. They're they're listening to it because mm. they want to. Um, mm. So, yeah. mm. I I want to talk, talk to you uh, before we get to the end of our half hour about the, some of the practicalities so I don't want to preempt that too much sure. but just pick it, picking up on that point is it is it a good idea for, for something to be regular and, and and sort of you know diarized you know it's six o'clock on a Monday or as we are with engaged with success mm. you know with 5 30 on a on a Monday um yeah is that a good thing is there is it important for there to be a regularity and a rhythm to it that people get used to so they do actually start to look forward to stuff yeah, I think so. I think that, um, you know, with podcasting, it's it's a medium where you subscribe. So for anyone that's not familiar, you know, you literally subscribe to a podcast in your in your podcast feed. And then whenever a new episode comes out, you get a notification to say, hey, you should go and listen to this podcast that you listen to. So mm. what, what we have there is the opportunity to create a habit and a routine um, for people to, to sort of engage with the content on a regular basis. So I, I'm a, obviously a big advocate and obviously I'm biased because I run a podcasting company, <laughs> but for regular content. Um, but in some cases, that's, you know, that might be monthly, uh, you know, weekly is amazing. But then similarly, when we're talking about onboarding content, that's actually just perhaps like a six episode series um, that you listen to or a three episode yeah. series or whatever that is. So in some, it mm. sort of depends on the use case, I suppose. But I, I do think that mm. when we're talking about kind of company updates and town halls and so on, you know, regularity is a, a real payoff if you if you can do it. So, so. What are the kind of key things to bear in mind to make an engaging pod, podcast for your internal audience? Can you are you able to share some some examples at all of, of some of the things that have been done and how those how those really do engage audiences? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll try and make this as brief as possible. I'm, I'm conscious of time, so just the very sort of top hmm. level is that really you know one of the huge benefits of podcasting um, is that it actually can be extremely cheap to produce you know when we think about how expensive video is there's actually a a far fewer moving parts in podcasting so um that's a real plus for it so what what do you need to podcast you need a microphone um which you can spend less than 100 pounds to get a microphone and uh, a quick tip is uh, if anyone listening an atr 2100 microphone if you google that it costs less than 100 pounds it's usb very easy to use and sounds Uh great so that's so that's the audio sorted um you need some headphones that's that's always a plus then um, mm-hmm. you, what, what you do when you've recorded that content, you need to edit that into, into an episode. And so you, there are lots of free platforms and, and lots of uh, kind of content on our website and other ones that sort of teach you how to do that if you want to do it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So you want to edit that into a, a sort of um, final episode, whatever that might be, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour. Uh, yeah. And then you need a way to distribute that to your team. And there are lots of different platforms you could use, but what you need is uh, it's, it's called a podcast hosting platform. Um, we, we use a, a platform called transistor.fm, um, which is great. And they have all sorts of kind of uh, functionality in there that allows you to limit access to that podcast, depending whether you're within the organization or not. So a lot of the conversations we have with our clients when we're doing internal podcasting is how do we make this secure um, and mm. it's important to understand that there definitely are mechanisms to make that, uh, you know, a private, um, a private ecosystem yeah. that only your employees can hear. So, th- you know, how do you podcast? The answer is you need a microphone, you need some, some way to edit that audio into a final podcast episode, and then you need a distribution mes- mechanism, which in our case is, is, a, is a platform called Transistor. Um, mm-hmm. 
and obviously that's vastly simplified, but but that's really all you need to get going. And it can be something you can have set up in a, in a matter of weeks. And uh, and it's something that, um, you know, depending on the production values you're aiming for, you you could be managing in-house or, or working with an external team to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would I would add to that, actually, from a, a self-taught audio editing perspective, um, some of these platforms are really quite straightforward. Some of them are terribly complicated, but some of them are <laughs> relatively easy to learn. And, um, right. you know, if you can if you can manage to edit a bit of um, cam- uh, video camera on your on your PC or whatever, or particularly on your Mac, then it's it mm. really isn't that tricky to learn some of these things without without right. putting you and I out of a job there, Harry. Because you know, no, no, quite right. No, I think it's I, I'm I'm much more interested in more people podcasting that not everyone has to to work with uh, outside help. So I, I'm all for it. Uh, absolutely, and and this thing about privacy and the, the security of content. I mean, that is a that is a big issue, isn't it, for most corporate clients? That's mm. right. Yeah. So so as I mentioned, Transistor has sort of features that allows you to very specifically control. Um, who can listen and who can't, uh, and that's sort of mm. limited by their by their email address, and it gives them each each person a sort of private link to connect to that podcast and subscribe to it. Um, there are mm. even more secure platforms out there if you want sort of um, you know enterprise level security uh, systems, you know single sign on um, login and so on and, and and things like that. So there are other platforms out there. Um, yeah. Again, some resources on, on our website to to read if you want to learn about those. Um, so they are out there. Um, yes. but, uh, but it's very, you know, at the basic end, it can be very straightforward indeed. And you talk, we, we touched on at the beginning, we talked about storytelling and audio storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's how, is it more engaging to take a bit of time to really plan and script what you're going to say to tell that story? Um, or is it, is it, is it a sort of, um, uh, I'm kind of answering my question actually as I'm asking it. So <laughs> let me let me stop answering my own question before I've allowed you to answer it. Um, sure. How do you make it engaging in terms of content? You know, is it is it is it? Do you have to be really creative about it, or can you sure. just sit your M, your MD down and interview them? Yeah, well, I think what the most important thing about engaging audio and engaging content generally is just human connection i think and so what people like to do is get a sense that they're they're with that person during the call or they they know something about them that they didn't know before so i think that so to answer your question yes preparation is always amazing the more you can kind of plan in advance mm. the better however if you then write word for word what you're going to say and read it out verbatim then you're going to sound quite robotic and not particularly human and that's less engaging so it sure. really depends on the kind of content you're trying to make. Um, but I think there are some things, you know, just to point at some specific examples, I think there are some things we've seen that mm. work really, really well. Um, because yeah. it is, you know, to answer your question, it's that human engagement that we like to hear. We've yeah. had worked with companies that have done things like they'll have uh, quizzes and they'll have like a, a person from some department. You know, we worked with one client who had multiple offices across the country and they wanted to sort of make things more cohesive so they'd get someone from you know the Leicester office uh to to come and be the kind of quiz uh guest on this kind of element of the show and they sort of spend 10 minutes and it was called truth truth lie and they had to tell three facts about themselves uh two of them Mm -hmm. which were true and one was false and then the MD had to sit there and try and figure out which one was a lie and that was just a really fun way to learn about you know to get to know one of your employees better for everyone in the company to sort of get an insight into who these people are um, and just have a bit mm. of fun, basically. And that made it you know, hugely engaging. And, you know, to, to sprinkle yeah. that in with company updates makes it much more compelling than just sort of a, a dry 
uh, CEO re- reeling off a kind of list of, of sort of uh, financial targets and so on. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. things like that can, can work really, really well. Yeah. So, so the lesson from that is don't be afraid to try, don't be afraid to steal oh. and adapt. Can you hear me, Joe? Create. Yes, yes, I can. Yep, I can hear you. Can you still hear me? Hello, Harry. Are you there? Hello. Hi. Hello. Harry. Hello. Yeah. Did you lose me? Harry, I can still hear you. We seem to have got a bit of a technical problem, which is ironic, isn't it, really? Um, I'm going to carry on talking and hopefully Harry will come back on and be able to hear me in a moment. I don't um, know if you can hear me, but I can't hear you, I'm afraid. Why was that? I wonder. Oh, there we go. I've got you on? again. Yeah, you've got you back. This is ironic, isn't it? The worst tech, the worst tech problems we've I know. had in it's a program about podcasts. Um, and what I was what I was going to say was the lesson from what you were just saying is let's not be afraid to steal ideas from um, professional broadcasters. You know, if you see a no, good show format absolutely. that you like, adapt, steal and adapt. Hundred percent. I think that's right. Yeah. You, you've got no copyright issues when uh, when only your company are listening. So you can you, you can steal to your heart's content. <laughs> and I think that uh, any any way we can add a bit of fun into into a show and an experience that, that might otherwise be. Uh, a bit of a dry piece of content, I think, is is really great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, let me let me just conclude because we're getting very close to the end of the show now, and hopefully do this before I lose you again. You know, if sure. there was one thing, if there was one thing that you'd like our listeners to to take away from this, um, in terms of what you'd like them to to really think about, what would it be, Harry? Um, I think that it would it would be just that now now as a, a a really important time um, for teams to to feel more connected and to feel uh, a, a part of something. I think it's really hard to feel mm-hmm. a part of something at the moment while we're all kind of remote. And I think it doesn't have to be podcasting, but I think podcasting is a really great way um, of getting getting that cohesion and getting people to feel connected um, because mm-hmm. it is that intimate medium that I've mentioned. So I think yeah. that, um, you know, oh. internal comms budgets are certainly not, you know they're they're getting tighter and that's getting trickier but this is a, a really kind of compelling medium that i think more companies can get into much more affordably than they might think excellent and the practicalities of course of the, of the technology mean that people who are working from home or working remotely or in different locations can join in and contribute to a to a podcast as exactly well as listening right. to it so that's right that. lovely Thank you. Harry, Harry Morton, founder of Lower Street, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for sharing your insights about podcasts. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Apologies for the ironic, irony of the, uh, of the tech issues. Thank you for listening to Engage for Success Radio. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll see you at the same time next week. Don't forget, you can download or stream any of the great shows from our podcast archive at any time. So thank you, and goodbye. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.